none of, none of us is immune to causing harm or even offending someone. But if you don't open yourself to deep scrutiny and assessment, ultimately you become the villain in your own stories. Eventually it backfires. Hi, I am Father Abraham and Spreading Light is my legacy. Welcome to ReSpectrum. Together, we gain clarity and the resolve to live with purpose. Blessings. <laughs> We're going to be having a great time today. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Respectrum. This is episode 8. My name is Abraham Olugundudu, um, just for the record. My surname means Black Warrior. Black Warrior. <laughs> I've said this now. <laughs> if you're here for the first time and you don't know me, I am a social chain leader in my 20s using the power of digital media and communications to drive innovation and transformation leadership across communities like first in Africa, then other part of the world. I play different roles and wear several hats, but at the heart of my work is that passion to promote ethical, strategic and digital leadership for the development of communities, organizations, cities and nations. And on this show, I explore different themes from my life experiences to educate and inspire young people globally. It is my desire that through my knowledge, you know, you can further equip yourself to live an informed and purposeful life. My thoughts are definitely grounded in my faith as a Christian. So if you are not a Christian, I encourage you to stay open. And if you think this doesn't work for you, it's okay. But thank you for allowing me into your space. And yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, so in this episode, I have an interesting topic. And it's one of those ones that I hold dear to my heart, largely because it has to do with interpersonal relationships. So I will begin by asking a not so random question. <laughs> um, so who is your favorite villain of all time in either comic or cinematic universe? I mean, comic or cinematic entertainment, who is your favorite villain of all time? TikTok, 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 TikTok. <laughs> Do you have an answer now? Are you still thinking about it? Okay. Um, I don't actually have an answer myself. But when I did a Google search, I found a list of top 20 villains of all time. And I selected the top three. And can you guess who they are? Drum rolls, drum rolls, drum rolls, drum rolls. I'm so lazy. I'm using my mouse to do the sound effects. Yeah, drum rolls. So the top three villain of all time. On number three is Loki, um, the cunning 
adopted child of Asgard. Everyone knows Loki if you've watched Thor or Avengers. And on number two, we have the Joker, the man who just wants to watch the world burn. That is the Joker. And on number one, can you guess who's on number one? Number one is Darth Vader from Star Wars with his ultimate evil presence. <laughs> yeah, so these are the top three villain of all time. So congratulations to them and <laughs> yes, you can clap for them if you want to and I wish to. Don't we all love a great superhero movie, you know, good against evil, the guy against the girl and all those things we see in Hollywood. And I believe one of the reasons why superhero movies do well can be linked to how these stories serve as an allegory for our lives. On a subconscious level, you know, how our lives are like a story where we need to combat all degree of evil to achieve our so-called happily forever after dreams. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to simplify, but I feel like that's why superhero movies really sell a lot because we can all relate to the struggles, the wins, the ups and downs, the, the twists in the stories and all those turns of events ultimately leading to, you know, the success of the of the hero and in the case where the hero dies, <laughs> our heart is broken. However, have you ever thought of the possibility that in, in someone's else story, in reality, that you might have appeared as a villain at some point in your life? Have you ever thought about that? So this is what we'll be unpacking today and I'm really excited about it. In a world where we may often be so focused on how we rise to challenges and how others may be a stumbling block to our progress, or even how others hurt or disappoint us, it's easy to forget that on several occasions we are the persons who actually inflict pain or hurt or shame on other people. There are those occasions where we do that. And the first time I deeply considered this perspective was about three months ago when I made a mistake. So one of my friends gave me a piece of information about some of his plans. Then later that week, I casually brought up that information with another mutual friend. My subconscious assumption was that, oh, since we were mutual friends and prior to that week, we were all sort of in the loop about that plan. I felt like it was okay to mention it. Lo and behold, eventually this friend of mine found out and reached out to me letting me know about his displeasure because he only shared that information with me based on confidence yeah i took responsibility i apologized and we were cool and we we're still very cool to now but my mind doesn't let go of things easily as at that time i really felt bad for a while because i felt that oh there was this kind of subtraction from our mutual trust account. This person trusted me with this information, but I carelessly just mentioned it to someone else. And several packets of thought ran through my mind, that's how my, my head works. Eventually, I came to a resolve 
I came to tell myself that we make mistakes in life and we may sometimes fall short in our relationship with other people, but we just have to like pick up, learn the lessons and move on. I even went on to even think about much more extreme scenarios where people have been hurt badly by others. And I began to even wonder how many people are fully aware of these tendencies. And that is how this podcast came to be. The truth, or rather, let me say the fact is that all of us at some point have done harm to others. And most of the time, such harm is done by omission. We don't intend to, you know, harm someone else. None of us is immune to causing harm or even offending someone. Sometimes we go as far as even inflicting pain on others out of sheer ignorance or even carelessness. I, I want to say for example, but let me hold my examples to later. Let me start off with some quick definitions. So what does it mean to be a villain? Like what does it mean to be a villain? According to dictionary.com, it says that a villain is a, a cruelly malicious person who is involved in or devoted to wickedness or crime, a scoundrel. Then according to collinsdictionary.com, a villain is someone who deliberately harms other people or breaks the law in order to get what he or she wants. That someone or something regarded as the cause of a problem, difficulty, injustice, etc. I actually acknowledge the fact that that word villain is like very extreme. I know. Knowing that the key character of a villain is the dedication, the keyword is the dedication to evil plots. Just relax so you can relax. I, I did this intentionally just to really paint a picture of how serious this conversation can be and i am also painting the worst case scenario but in reality it's not white or black not like oh good and evil as such it's like ground it's like a spectrum you can be on the on the lower part of the spectrum where it's like let's use the word mild things that you might be doing to people and someone can be on the extreme end where they're like devoted to plotted evil scheme and they have this maniacal laugh like <laughs> Yeah, is there any cartoon to see people laughing maniacally? Let me let me let me do the laugh again. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a spectrum. But I want to believe none of you guys. If you are not like a malicious individual and you're not like deliberately plotting evil schemes and trying to take over the world. So I'm just going to use the second definition for my discussion today, which is someone or something regarded as the cause of a problem, a difficulty, an injustice, and so on. In its simplest form, injustice is injustice is basically unfairness or undeserved outcomes. And we can all agree that at some points in our lives we may have exhibited unfair, you know, behaviors or traits at varying degrees to someone, something, some groups, or even an entity. In a way, yeah, there's the extreme injustice like racism, um, terrorism, human trafficking. What's this other one? Domestic violence. How can I forget? There are all those ones and there are all those other unfair things that we do from the day that we don't really count as injustice, but in God's eyes, there's injustice. 
So let's talk about villain archetypes. So from our favorite movies, villains often manifest themselves in different forms. Like we could call these manifestations archetypes. They are like representations of of these forms. Yeah. And I did some digging and found six archetypes. I actually found five and I added mine to it. And I also adapted the ones I found to fit into my illustration. So I'm going somewhere. The first villain archetypes are called false donors, aka the 419 in the Nigerian parlance. They're called 419. And these villains from the onset, their goal is to dupe you. Like, that's what they want to do. From the onset, the goal of this person is to dupe you. They are your Nigerian princes, your Yoruba demons. These villains utilize tricks. They use tricks. They use cunning schemes to achieve their goals. They will pose themselves as influential and benevolent people and figures. They will even present some very enticing deals to you. They will make enticing promises, promise you heaven and earth. But all they really want is something valuable from you. They want something valuable from you. If it's a girl, probably they want to like have sex with you and just like jump to the next person. You know, there are very ways this falls though not sure was not limited to sex alone. But that's a readily example that came to mind because I said you know about demons. <laughs> but yeah, 419 is also like money swindlers. They can often offer you something short term. So they might even give you short term attention, but their true intention is to take something very valuable from you in the long term. And I've experienced this in my line of my work, where people come so close because they see this sort of shining objects in my sphere of influence and they want to be part of it. But eventually I just realized that they're only here because, not because they want, they're loyal, not because they really want to offer any form of value, because they want to just like suck and feast on the opportunities that probably myself and my friends have and likes. So that's the first category, the first donor, aka the 419. The second category of archetypes is called the beast these guys are called the beast and this is the most ferocious and more dangerous villain archetypes because of their natural tendency and inclination is destruction they fully rely on their instinct and their ability to cause destruction to achieve their ends the only way to achieve their goal is to get their hands dirty they are not ashamed of it they are not ashamed of these things it's one of the most easiest archetypes to spot because they simply act without concern for other people, other people's well-being and safety. They are the ones who will say they are street smart. They will openly step on other people to achieve their goals. So easy to spot them. That's one kind of villain. The third kind of villains are what we call authority figures. Authority figure in the sense that these villains, they already have a degree of power, a degree of influence, a degree of success. They have a degree of authority in a particular context or in a particular situation, but they can't get enough of that. So they want to feed them more. They want to get more. They are driven by greed, arrogance, pride. They just want to acquire more material wealth. They want to acquire more positions. And they need to, these are the guys that they need to set the record straight that they are not on the same level with you. They want people to know that you are not on the same level with you. So that's where the world authority figure comes. They, they pride themselves in, in their class. 
this authority figure is the one that already attained level of command of power but they crave more as a result they virtually want to uphold their status and many community leaders politicians organization leaders fall into this category their villain activities will involve oppressing people largely the rich becoming richer, the poor becoming poorer, they, they are oppressors, you might find them in corruption. <laughs> Honorable Minister. <laughs> Only Nigerians would understand that Honorable Minister joke. Um, yeah, they are, those are the kind of people we call authority figure villains. The third archetypes are called the role model. Now, this one's. <laughs> The terrifying thing about this kind of villain is that you would never see it coming. For most parts, they appear to be your close relations, a trusted figure in your life. On the surface, they pretend to be supporting you towards a cause or a goal. But through manipulation, they use you for their own personal pursuit. And it works well because of the level of influence that they have over you. And I believe many Nigerians suffer from this type of people, probably largely due to religion and the so-called culture of respect for senior figures, right? So many young people, not just young people, so many subordinates, they fall victim to this kind of people called the role model villain. And one of my favorite people on the internet, Habi and Justin Stumvall, have done justice to this topic in their podcast. And the episode is tied to spirituality and boundaries. They address the issue of healthy relationship with authority figures and as well um, issues of abuse and overwhelming expectations from authority figure. So I'm dropping the link in my show notes and it's going to bless you. It's so deep, rich, yes, impactful. I don't need to talk on that anymore. The fifth kind of villains are called the traitor. The ultimate power of a traitor is their skillfulness in using deception, tricks, and manipulation to drive their goals. So I know you've seen a movie where this guy is, is let's use the word alert, a lazy guy or a girl, but they always get their way through because they're very deceptive and they know how to strike deals and make exchanges to find their way through life. So their safety, their goals, their freedom comes before any previous commitment they have made. Like their words don't hold water. The traitor's goals are not always evil in themselves, but the actions and the means through which they commit to reach their goals, the actions and the means through which they achieve their goals can be considered inherently evil. I believe that traitors in some instances are not really looking for destruction. They're not they're not bent on destroying people's life, but sometimes it's carelessness, ignorance or oversight. For example, you entrusted someone with an information and they brought it up in another conversation without your permission, like what I did, you know, a few months ago. Yeah, that's a form of being a traitor because you didn't keep to a bargain, whether or an expectation someone had about you. Well, I don't want to go deep into expectations, but let's just leave it as simple as that. Then one other thing about traitors, especially chronic traitors, are they have no loyalty to anybody, absolutely nobody, and they're just in for themselves. And you see that these persons may somehow, somehow, they are kind of succeeding in their physical pursuits, but they never live anywhere with a good reputation. 
and most likely their future success i'm using hair codes right now is fully dependent on them finding a very fresh location victim individual opportunities so it's like when they leave a particular place they can't go back there because they've ruined their reputation the last archetype i have here are people called sympathetic the number six archetype goes to people that we will call sympathetic villain you know that villain who has a touching background story their origin story is very touching probably someone raised their village and kill their family and yeah you know those you know them they have touching background stories not them their intention to cause further chaos their intentions for their evil actions is driven by some motivation from their history and it's not really about the evil they want to cause but it's about the pain or something they've gone through in the past and sometimes their intentions may also you know coincide with be a greater good or they want to make the world a better place but their actions in the simplest form is evil in nature like that so let's say for example you know that lady who uses and dumps someone because of their past emotional hurts or you know that guy who also uses and dumps someone because of his past emotional hurts you know those people not them or that person who is like super aggressive or dominant because of his or her history of abuse and bullying not them this other example I have. So if you're into animes, when I say I'm into anime, I'm not really into anime like that. So, but I, I, I like Naruto. So if you've watched Naruto Shippuden, the anime that this dude called Nagato is a sympathetic villain. His goal basically is world peace, right? But he believes that people really need to feel deep pain and loss like he experienced in the past. And if people can feel deep pain and loss, they will rethink the need for senseless wars and they will truly, you know, strive for peace. So that's like a sympathetic villain. Inherently evil <laughs> actions, but so-called the so-called greater good. So if you look within and you thoroughly judge your past intentions, your current intentions, you will, I don't know, I just see if you fall into any of this and don't think about too big things don't think about extremely evil things like i said it's a spectrum and i just use the word villain to you know paint the worst case scenario but i want you to thoroughly you know look within and, and judge try to even zoom into very minute events in your life look out for patterns look out for events look out for some seeds you might have sown here or there do that also i acknowledge that it's possible i haven't covered so many archetypes or manifestation of villain behaviors but just use this as a guide to come up with your own or something if you have more i think you can share with me in the comment section of my podcast just click on the show notes and you will find a link to comment but just use as a guide to, to really judge yourself and, and and be very introspective about your interpersonal relationships i saw this quote and i really like it it's by ben bova an award-winning american science fiction writer ben said in the real world there are no villains no one actually sets out to do evil there are only people with problems struggling to solve them and it's so profound and it's not it's not like we're excuse, it's excusing people's action just saying that 
on the deep level everyone is struggling with something but it just manifests themselves with um, i can say dysfunctional behaviors or traits or some form of character flaws that they need to work on that i also need to work on is that constant pursuit to to solve your problems and the way i do mine is you know through my relationship with god um via the bible and you know yeah i allowed the Holy spirit to research my heart i'm gonna get there soon so why did i go all the way to explain these things there are three things number one i went all the way to explain these things so that i can indulge a little to begin to see offenses from a broader perspective where life is not all about you everything is not centered around you something when you're not living your life like oh do you know why i am why would you do this to me i'm not undermining your self-worth and value but i also wanted to overestimate <laughs> your importance so is that a place where you find balance that the world doesn't revolve around around you I don't want you to be very good at pointing out the one to ten things someone else isn't doing well and you can't even identify one thing you can do better with yourself and with respect to your interpersonal relationship with other people. And Jesus said in Matthew 7, 3, he says that, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eyes? Like so true. We just, I just want to indulge you to be much more, you know, yeah. Expand your perspective about offenses and see it beyond you. Try to plot yourself in a larger context of how it relates to other people in your life and vice versa. The second thing I want to say is everyone makes mistakes and judging people requires prudence. Of course, I'm not excusing anyone's actions. Everyone's Every action has consequences. The second law of Newton's law says for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Is that the second or the third law of Newton? It's not the third law of Newton, it's the third law of motion. Am I forgetting my physics already? <laughs> but one of the laws of Newton's law of motion says for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. There's always a consequence for everything you do. So if your actions catches up with you, eventually depend on the gravity of your wrongdoing, where well, you have to dance to the tune that you played, right? But basically saying that, you know, for example, if I betray someone's trust, I don't expect them to immediately get back with me and smiling all, all, <laughs> all time, all the time. If it will require me to earn it back, yeah, so be it. You get this. But ultimately, I'm trying to see how we can be much more graceful with how we judge people when you get more aware of the impact of your action on other people right it can really help you become much more wise and cautious about how you deal with people's mistakes particularly mistakes that people make towards you or the offenses that you know yeah people the way how people offend you and I believe God's will for, for us is not to hold grudges or to keep offenses. We're not supposed to have an account of people's offenses because even Christ, while we're yet seen as the Bible says Christ died for us and God is constantly extending his hands of forgiveness towards us. So we are admonished to forgive and to release people to the God of justice, right? To, to not bear one another in mind, but to always 
abound in that forgiveness and Colossians 3.13 speaks about forgiveness. Yeah, I acknowledge the fact that the families need to set boundaries and measures, you know, in cases where someone is very, very careless about their behaviors. Ultimately, you are protecting yourself from bitterness, which is self-destructive if you do not hold grudges and keep offenses. Yeah, basically, you just trust God to help you grow in how you show grace to others. That's the second reason. Then the third reason why I decided to go this way is to challenge you to assess your life and the state and quality of your interpersonal relationships. So it's easy to say, oh, I'm not a beast, or I'm not a false donor, or I don't swindle anyone. It's easy to say I'm, I don't fall into any of those categories that I mentioned earlier. But I think many of us may be traitors in some ways, you know, some little, little ways here and there, or even sympathetic villains, or even something that is not on my list. Do you get it? So don't box yourself to the list, but just let that list guide you to introspect, to think about yourself you know, on a deeper level. <sighs> I I wish I can promise my friends that I won't mess up sometimes. I wish I can promise my co-workers, my colleagues, and my subordinates that I won't be ignorant of the things that are important to them. I wish I can promise my family that I won't act silly sometimes. You know, I wish I can even promise my future wife that I won't be there won't be occasions where I may hurt her feelings. Or even cause her some form of pain but one thing i can promise is that not because of anyone personally i'm always committed to taking responsibility for every my actions i'm committed to building things to learning from my mistakes and apply myself to wisdom and basically building a relationship or building any other thing in my life i was speaking to my big sister not related by blood anyway two days ago and i basically told her that whenever i fall short anyway i know there's a knowledge gap immediately i just scout for knowledge i buy books i send up for programs i read my bible i pray i ask god to show me you know to grant me the wisdom to learn about how to grow in that particular area so that is my personal resolve that never ending commitment to self-improvement i also have a teacher in the holy spirit who convinced me of my shortcomings and I'm devoted to learning how to be a better friend, to be a better son, a better sibling, and better husband, to be a better founder of my organizations, a better leader in every way. That is my personal result. So I can't promise my, that I won't fall short, but I can always assure people around me that I'm committed to, to growing and to making things better. Yeah, I have been praying these dangerous Psalms prayers recently about God searching my heart and yeah exposing the thoughts of my heart <laughs> and God is faithful when you pray those prayers definitely the answers to prayers and there are things that I've been discovering that is just so alarming that I wonder oh so I have this thing there this thing is actually in my heart how come I didn't notice this thing how come I've been blind to these things yeah, that is another conversation or on its own but it's just that reality that if we search our hearts, there are things that <laughs> there are issues of life. Proverbs chapter four was speaking about how we should guard our hearts with all diligence for how to overcome the issues of life. That our heart is a wellspring of issues and issues of both positive and negative. So it's not like issues, negative issues, but 
it's just basically talking about life in general um yeah so we pray those dangerous prayers and i'm just gonna tell you that if you don't open yourself to deep scrutiny and assessment ultimately you become the villain in your own stories <laughs> eventually it backfires and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's gonna be eventually I want to do something before I wrap up. If you're going through any deep form of hurts, pain or disappointment because of someone's betrayal or someone in your life, a friend, a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, even parents, co-worker, um, authority figure, whoever it may be you know betrayal abuse or any form of direct or indirect offense i want to connect with you right now i want to say that i'm sorry you were betrayed i'm sorry that the person or the people you trusted didn't value that connection and they trampled on it i'm sorry that you have such deep pains alone to tend to i'm sorry if anyone have said, oh, you should have gotten over it by now, I'm sorry if you, if people have undermined how deep you're hurting, I'm sorry if the pain was, has gone so deep that it's affecting so many areas of your life and you can't get to find your feet. I just want to say, I'm sorry, I want to say that your, your hurts and those emotional, yeah, those emotional stabs, they're valid. In addition to that, I want to also invite you to come on a journey of healing. I want to invite you to come on a journey of healing. I'm inviting you to choose you and choose the peace and joy that God has in store for you. I'm inviting you to forgive yourself. You may think that you were weak, too weak and vulnerable, and that's why you found yourself in such situations. I'm inviting you to put your hands in God's hands as you receive God's warm love. I'm inviting you to see everybody around you as work in progress and the only person that can satisfy that place in your heart and, you know, and pay the debts is Jesus. And I'm inviting you to that relationship with Father God to be able to touch your heart and be able to show you what it means to experience healing and experience true love. I'm praying for strength by the Holy Spirit to envelop your entire being and strengthen you, you know, to pick up from where you are to a better place. Thank you guys. Thank you for being part of this. My assignment for you this week is to intentionally extend a hand of reconciliation to someone you may have offended or hurt directly or indirectly, intentionally or by omission, whatever it is, take responsibility and extend the hand of reconciliation. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to be great. If you can relate with any of what I've shared today, oh, before I go, a special announcement. So I'm going to be taking a short break away from producing podcasts 
Um, so this has come, this is the end of the first series. I'll be launching a new series, which is going to be picking up from this topic. I'm going to be picking up from this topic. It's something else, but I need to finish my dissertation, my master dissertation, and I have to focus on other project. And I'll be back with season two by October soon yeah so that's an announcement i'm making um it's been a great journey for the first season and i really look forward to bigger stuff i have stuff in mind for you guys i have like a lot of other things to share people will be bringing on the show but yeah stay tuned for those comeback it's the epic comeback anyway if you could relate what i've shared today and you want to share your experience on the show please feel free to leave a comment and head on to abrahamologudu.com for slash podcast um thank you for listening to this episode of respectrum if you find it really useful please share please subscribe rate and review so we can get this to more people thank you so much this is very important for you know, yeah, even though on break, many people can still access the show and listen from the first episode. Follow me on Instagram at HiAmOAPRAM. Um, I want to connect with you. But till I come back in October, I want you to remember that together we are unstoppable. Unstoppable. Honorable Minister. <laughs> That is out of line. Bye-bye.